Hello, welcome back to the Grace Fueled Wife podcast. I'm your host, Beatrice Vargas, and this week, episode number 117, we're going to talk about how to keep the faith when it gets hard. How to deal with your anxiety. Some of you are maybe dealing with a great bit of anxiety because you have things going on in your life that are really difficult. Whether your marriage is failing or you're having issues in your finances or issues with other family members, the anxiety that you're facing is leaving you at a place where you don't know how to go on. How do you keep the faith in those times? Let's jump right in and find out. Welcome to the Grace Fields Wife Podcast. My name is Beatrice Vargas, and my mission is to improve the quality of marriages by helping us learn to be fueled with grace. Are you sitting in a marriage that feels empty? Are you struggling to reignite the passion and love you once shared with your husband? Are you at a crossroads of leaving and repair, but you're constantly reminded of your promise to God to stay true? Or maybe things haven't even gotten that bad yet. Maybe you don't argue that often, but since you barely connect anymore, you've started to give up hope of ever being happily married again. You might have contemplated or even fantasized about what it would be like to leave. Maybe you're telling yourself that you're just sticking it out for the kids. If this is you, I've been there. My story is your story. I want to help you heal and reignite your marriage while still believing in the promise God gave you. I want you to stay with me, learn from me, internalize the grace, guidance, and interviews so that you can become the grace-fueled wife. You can learn more and connect with me directly on Instagram at the grace-fueled wife. Now let's dig in to today's show. First of all, I want to thank one of my listeners who posed this question over in our Facebook group. Real quick shout out to the Grace Fuels Wives Club. If you're ever sitting, listening to my podcast, wondering, I want to hear this, or I wish you would talk about that, please feel free to jump into the Facebook group and let me know. And that way, what I might do is either answer it live in the group or just create a podcast episode around that. And that's where this topic came from. Somebody asked the question there. And to be quite totally honest and transparent, this is something that I had to work through on my own. I've been dealing with my own sorts of difficult things right now at this time. And I was dealing with a little bit of anxiety over the past couple of days. And I really had to sit myself down and say, all right, self. So when I saw her question, I was like, yeah. That is a really good question. How do we get through this? How have I gotten through it in the past? And what have I learned that I could offer my listeners and impart to them for things that I've learned that helps me to get through? So number one, I want you to recognize that anxiety is a general fear. It's a general sense of uneasiness about something that hasn't happened yet. Obviously, something in the future that may happen. And the thing with anxiety is we, we use this word so much in popular culture right now. Anxiety is almost like the common gold. Everybody seems to have some sort of anxiety. Everybody seems to live with it, deal with it. And we're just supposed to suck it up. Now, to some extent, that is true. But we can actually do something about the anxiety that we face. So when we understand that anxiety is a general fear, I want you guys to think about what are the real or imagined thoughts surrounding this fear? 
And the reason why I say real or imagined is because sometimes we're fearing something that maybe it's not likely. Maybe you're late on a payment and you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my house. Probably not likely for missing one payment. But then there are, at the same time, very real fears that might be causing this anxiety. If we're going back to the fear of, I missed a payment, I'm going to lose my house, the very real fears might be there, I lost my job and I have no other way to make income and I have no other way to pay my mortgage or whatever it is or pay the rent. That is a very real fear versus I have the money, I just forgot, and now I'm really anxious that I'm going to lose my house because I was late on a payment. There's, there's a difference there. And when we look at anxiety as a disorder, anxiety will tend to be over things that are exaggerated or really that are unlikely to happen. So if you have anxiety about going outside because maybe you think, oh, I can't go out outside, something is going to happen to me, that may be an exaggerated or unlikely fear. But going back to the instance of the finances, thinking, I just lost my job and I don't know how I'm going to make the payments to my mortgage. That is something very real. So we want to definitely draw the line, definitely understand what is a real and what is an imagined fear here. You need to have some self-awareness of what is the thing that's actually causing you the anxiety. Because sometimes we're feeling it and we don't even know. We don't even know where the fear and the anxiety is coming from. Once we identify that, once we get the self-awareness around what is giving us this anxiety, and maybe you already do know, once we have that, then we can move on. We can move on with the next steps. We can decide how we're going to react to that particular anxiety. Now, some people will tell you that fear is a liar, which it is. Fear is not a spirit that God gave us. But what about the very real experience that you're faced with? Maybe it's single parenthood. Or like I said, maybe you don't know how you're going to pay the mortgage next month. That is a very real scenario. So these real scenarios, we have to be sensitive to that. And sometimes fear is good. Some fear keeps us from making dangerous decisions. On the flip side, however... Our body has natural responses to fear. We're going to talk about what those are. So our body's natural responses to fear are fight, flight, or freeze. Now let's talk about flight and freeze. When it comes to something that we're anxious about, if we're going through a hard time and this thing is making us anxious, our flight response might look like you running away from your problems. Maybe you're escaping into social media, alcohol, Netflix, food, just sinking into the bed because you want to go to sleep and you want to get away from reality. That's one response. Very natural response. It isn't the most productive response, but that is certainly one natural response. The other natural response that we might experience is freeze. And that is, you are so paralyzed with fear you're so paralyzed with the anxiety of your situation that fear is stopping you from taking any action. Whether it's to the left or to the right, you don't know. And because you don't know and you're so scared, you stay stuck and do nothing. Either that fight or that freeze response, neither of which are going to move you forward towards healing and towards a productive solution. So the last response is the fight response in terms of 
fighting for this thing that you are anxious about. In the fight response, we have one of two ways we could do it. We could either do it the healthy way or the unhealthy way. The unhealthy way is where you white knuckle your way through your own strength, overworking yourself and trying to control the outcome. Anybody ever done that? Because I know I have. The healthy way is when you put on your armor and you fight. Now, when I say your armor, I am talking about your spiritual armor. So you put on your armor and you fight first in the spiritual realm, then in the natural. And what does that look like? for you what does that look like as christian women looking to be better christians and better women of god we understand that we're going to face adversity and we understand that there is things that we can't control but we don't want to sit here in flight and we don't want to sit here in freeze and so we want to fight well then how do we do that so when i first say you put on your armor and you fight in the spiritual realm you need to arm yourself with the scriptures that are going to take you through this season that is a very important part. The sword of the armor of God is God's word. When we take up that sword and we have our set of scriptures that will help us fight through our situation, and whether that be for your marriage or something else, when we have those sets of scriptures, we pray that over ourselves. And let me tell you, it's not easy. This morning, I was praying to 2 Timothy 1.7. Like, over and over and over as I walk the dog. I mean, it's just, it's not easy. But sometimes that is the only thing that will snap us out, snap us out of that feeling of a funk or that feeling of that freeze or that flight where you're just like, oh, I can't, I don't even know what to do. My brain is blank. I mean, sometimes I sit here to write something down. I'm like, my brain is blank. I don't even know what to say. Here are a couple of scriptures that might help you. I always like to give practical tips. So these are three scriptures that help me. You heard me mention this is 2 Timothy 1.7. God did not give you a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of sound mind. Other translations say self-discipline. This is one of my favorites that I repeat over and over and over. Another one is Exodus 14.14. 14. The Lord shall fight for you and you shall hold your peace. Another one is James 2.14. What good is it, dear brothers and sisters, if you say you have faith, but don't show it by your actions? Can that kind of faith save anyone? And you know, it goes on to say faith without works is dead. If we're looking at God's promises and we're looking at his word, the reason why I bring up James 2.14 and I talk about faith without works is dead is because when we are in that place of freeze, we're in that place of don't want to just make a move because we don't know what to do, we have to step out in faith. You need to step out and do the thing that God is calling you to do and then submit to the outcome. So first you obey with your actions, understanding that God speaks to the obedient. God doesn't speak because he just wants to hear himself talk. He speaks to the people who are going to listen. So through your actions, you're obedient. That is showing God your faith, right? That is the works that we talk about. And then we surrender the outcome. Knowing that we can be safe in the fullness of God's promises over our life. As we recap your fight response, we're going to start with scripture. We're going to start with fighting in the spiritual realm. And we do that by fighting with scripture. And whether that is repeating or reciting these scriptures 20 times until you feel a little bit more peace in your heart. And you feel like now you have the strength to move on and do the thing that God is saying for you to do in obedience, because that obedience is going to be part two. 
the works is going to be part two. So when we say fight in the spiritual and then fight in the natural, the natural fight is going to be to get up and do the thing that God is calling you to do. That might mean a hundred different things. So how is it that you are going to fight for your situation right now? How are you going to fight for your children? How are you going to fight for your finances? And how are you going to fight for your marriage right now, right here, right now? What are the things that you can do? What is God putting on your heart? What are the little seeds that he's putting on your heart that you know that you've been hesitating to be obedient on because you have this anxiety and you have this fear and you're not sure where to go? What are the ways that God is asking you to trust him and to step out in faith for your life, for your family, for your finances, for your career, for your marriage? What are the ways that God wants you to be obedient? Now, those are the things that will help you get through. And this might be hard. I mean, it's hard for me to sit here and say this because right now when you're feeling in this place of like, this fear and this anxiety, you're just kind of spiraling right now, if I'm honest. Are you not? Are you not feeling like, I just can't, you probably don't even want to hear what I have to say right now because you're upset, you're spiraling, and you're feeling hopeless. But by doing this, this is the way you snap yourself out of it. This is the way you say, okay, self, that's enough. This little pity party that we allowed ourselves this week, this afternoon, whatever, that's enough. We are not going to do it anymore. We are now going to step forward in the faith, in the confidence that God gave us, and we are going to keep going. This listener asked me, how do we keep the faith? The hard part is keeping the, the faith of what? What has God promised you? And sometimes when we're unclear about the promise that he gave us, because maybe we're like, did I really hear him say that? Did I really hear him say that he was going to bring salvation to my entire home? Did I really hear him say that he is going to restore my marriage? Did I really hear him say that he is going to heal me from this sickness? Whatever it is that you might be facing right now, sometimes when it's not specifically written in God's word, we start to second guess and we start to question, which is why I turned you to scripture in the beginning, because those things, he really said that. Those scriptures that I gave you, he did really say that. And that's what you have to go back to and lean on and let God reaffirm for you that those little promises that he gave you that are just for you, my friend, those little specific individual promises with your name on it that he wrapped up, put a bow and, and dropped that into your heart, those specific promises are for you. And God is going to reassure you of that. But you need to first go step back into scripture and step back and say, okay, God. And it's hard. I know. It's easier said than actually done. But that is the only way, certainly, that I've found to pull myself up. It's like, you know, pull my big garbanthies and pull myself up out of a funk and say, okay, God, I don't know. I don't know what tomorrow brings. I don't know what the next hour brings or the next week brings, but I trust you. And because I trust you, I'm going to go walk into this store and I know that you are going to take care of me. I hope that was encouraging to you guys. I love you. If you have found any value in this episode, please share it. Share it with a friend. Come join us. Really, come 
come be a part of our, whether it's the Grace Fields Wives Club or or be a part of the Grace Fields Marriage Method. If that is the thing that God has dropped on your heart, what's stopping you? Come be a part of it. Let us all join together. And I am so glad that I've been able to be here and encourage you in whatever trying time you might be going through. Until next week. Hey, love, thank you for listening to today's show. If you found any value in today's episode, it would mean the world to me if you left a five-star review and shared it with a friend or someone else who needed to hear this today. This is really the best way you can thank me. It helps me to get the word out to other women just like you. See you next week.